Welcome to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. A is for Apple, B is for Balvini. Welcome back to another episode of the Brothers of the Dram podcast. I am your host, AJ, and we are going to be, we, let me bring in my co-host, Eric, how you doing today? What's going on? <laughs> Almost AJ? over you, dude. I know, dude. What's your problem? How do you come up with these intros, dude? Off my dome. Off the dome? You don't have them uh, written down or anything? No, I used to write down, not write down, I used to Google the quotes I, at one point, was doing before the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's just off the dome, dude. Right now, I just saw that we're going to be sampling and tasting and reviewing Balvini. Mm-hmm. And just right there, I hit record, and I said, A is for Apple, B is for Balvini. Okay. Well, is there anything that uh, is referenced with uh, Apple with Belvini? Maybe Belvini. you'll find out when we get to the notes section. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Okay, cool. So what's going on in today's episode, dude? Today, as we mentioned, we're going to be sampling and reviewing the Balvini 12-year. Nice. Very now, nice. And this is a scotch, right? This is a scotch, and it's actually a very important scotch to me. I was going to say, scotch is your favorite, right? It is it is one of my favorites, yes. Okay. But this specific bottle, the Balvini 12 Years one, is very special to me. Okay, tell us why. The reason why is because it's the first scotch I liked. Now, when I was getting into whiskey, I was mainly into bourbon. And mm-hmm. I decided to go to Total Wine. And I said, I'm going to get seven mini scotch bottles. And I'm going to have them all. And I'm going to force myself to like scotch. Oh, Every Why? single one tasty because you know you gotta have if you're gonna enjoy whiskey you got to branch out from what you're used to because there's so much out there. So you said I'm gonna force myself to enjoy this, well, not Balvini, but Scotch. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. So I, I had everything from the regular Macallan to I don't actually to be honest, I don't remember them all, but I had seven different ones. Mm-hmm. And for me, every single one tasted like a rubber shoe. I oh. hated it. I hated Scotch. I was not a Scotch fan. Scotch was not for me. Okay, but my but then cousin, you got to the Belvini. I got to the Belvini because my cousin is a Scotch guy. Okay, and he said when I went to his house, he said you gotta try this. He poured me a glass of Belvini twelve year, and it opened up my eyes. Now it could be the fact that my palate now is trying to get acclimated to Scotch style, uh huh, the way that that it's aged and the way that it's produced. But I tried mm-hmm. it. I'm like, this is good. Okay. okay, let me learn about this stuff a little bit. So the Balvini 12-year was the first scotch that got me into scotch, and that's why it's so special to me. I like, AJ likes scotch, 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 down in his belly. Mm, mm, mm. There you go. That's so, uh, you know, I'm not big on scotch. I mean, there's some that I like, but um, I'm actually excited to try this because I actually, especially after your story. I want to see uh, how this is, um, how this tastes and how it converted you or, or changed your, your mind, even after having seven little mini bottles. Seven. And for the record, the seven I did have, they were not on ice. They were not mixed drinks. They were straight in Glencairn glasses, properly mm-hmm. poured. And yeah. One after the other? Not immediately after the other. It was like two a day type of thing. 
Oh, okay. I was going to say to you, were you hammered at the end? But Back, back then, I would have been. Now, not so much. You spread it out. Yeah, yeah, I spread so. out. Because also, remember, when you have different whiskeys and you taste different things, you don't want to get, I forgot the proper term. I think it's called burnt palate. But wow. it's when you don't want your palate to be so consistent that everything starts tasting the same. Right. You know, you want to clear your palate. You want to drink some water in between and, and enjoy the experience. That That's what whiskey is about. Enjoying the experience with your family and friends. Yeah. Whiskey's all about how you like it to drink it and who uh okay. The best kind of whiskey is the whiskey you like to drink on uh, no matter what anyone says. Did Are I get that right? No, not no. You're close. You're kind of close. Oh. The best kind of whiskey is what you like to drink and how you like to drink it. There you go. Do exactly. we need to put that on a shirt? We should put that on a shirt. AJ. Put on a shirt. Put on a shirt. Do it. Now, as mentioned, this one is aged 12 years. It is first fill X bourbon barrel. So it is in a bourbon barrel when they're aging it. Mm. And okay. what do you say we cork pop this guy and get the tasting going? Sure. But before you do that, do you oh. have a price point? Yes. This one, uh, let me think. I think this price point is a between $60 and $80. Oh, dang. Okay. I think. All right. So it's not cheap. It's out of Eric's range for sure. Yes, but but remember Eric is Eric. right here. I'm right here, Eric. <laughs> but remember, when it comes to scotch, scotch is going to cost more than your bourbon. Like you're not going to find it's, uh, international. Um, I don't think so because Irish is also international and it's not as expensive as scotch. Uh -huh. Um, could be because of how it's aged. To be completely honest, I do not know why. I just know it is. Well, twelve years, dude. I mean, aged twelve years. Age 12 years. That's a long time. So, I mean, just with that alone, I would expect it to be expensive. Most scotches have longer age statements on them. So maybe that could be why. Mm, yeah. They have to, you know, hold it for so long, you know? Yeah. It's not like, you know, when you have your Canadian whiskey, when they could age it for three years or even mm -hmm. some um, bourbon can only be, you know, it's only three years. Yeah. But I do believe this price point is about, actually, I was wrong on the 80. I do believe it's a $60 bottle. Oh, okay. I wonder so, if there's a lot of that angel. What do you call it when it like evaporates a lot? The angels uh, take or angel? Angel share. The angel share. I wonder if there's a lot given the amount of years that it ages. But then like I'm thinking, you know, Scotland is a colder climate too. So maybe it doesn't evaporate as much. I'm curious to know what occurs in terms of the angels share. Uh, that I wouldn't know. That's a good question to ask. That's a great question. We should ask someone who knows about whiskey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there? Is there? We should ask. We should ask a professional. We should ask professional. Professional. We're definitely not professional. We're professional drinkers at this point. But we're we're not... amateurs. You're at an amateur best. drinker. Yeah. I'm a professional drinker, dude. I can. I drink all the time. I'm good. You could drink. You could drink me under the table. Nowadays, I can. Back in the day, I couldn't. Back in the day, you could totally... I feel like we reversed roles. We did. We 100% did. I feel like I was this big... Not like a like big drinker, but I could, you know... I could, you know, uh, handle my liquor back then and, you know, kick back a few. And then, I don't know, I guess I got older and I just sort of stopped. Stopped drinking as much. That had to be the reason why. Because you're, you know, tall as hell. You have more ability to intake more alcohol than me mm -hmm. but um but yeah i think my tolerance has gone up a lot mainly because 
when I got into whiskey, I started tasting a lot and just consistently doing it. I guess my tolerance went up. Not to mention, I love IPAs now, which you got me into IPA beer because before I used to drink the like, um, I love Modelo still, but Coronas and stuff mm-hmm. like that, the lighter yep. beers. Yeah. Um, but now all I drink is IPA. Modelo uh, Negra sometimes, but other than that, all IPA. The good stuff. You drink the good stuff. Drink the good stuff. I got to get you into sours. I can't get into sours, dude. I don't like sour candy, sour food, sours. Oh, boy. Yeah, I can't. You're missing out. You're missing out. Well, I'll tell you what I'm not going to miss out on is this cork pop. You ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Ooh. That's pretty nice. I like. Should I do, now should I do my uh, pour? For the, to the mic? Do it. Okay, here we go. That was lovely. I love the pour from those sample bottles. Right? They sound great. They do. It sounds like, I always say it, it sounds like our intro. Right? Good stuff. I love these sample bottles too. They're great. All right, so then, uh, okay, you got a nice, got in a nice Glen Karen. Mine's on the gun clearing today. Look at you. I just have a regular whiskey glass. And um, what are you getting? What are you getting on the on the nose? Well, first to let the people know, this scotch is very light in color. Extremely light. Yeah, which is um, strange, you know? Because, wait, the more you age it, the darker it gets? Um, right? Usually, yeah, it depends on how long it's in the barrels for. And how it's aged and everything. So, yes, that is true to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it could be different case by case in the temperature and everything as well. And yeah. you mentioned Scotland's colder over there. So, I don't maybe know. I'm maybe. onto something. Maybe you're on science. Science. I believe in science. I don't know why you're always judging me. Because I believe in science. I'm getting Which, Apple. Uh huh. A is for Apple, Bubby. Bu- I'm getting Bubby, Apple. What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, Bubby. Are you okay? I was trying to say Buddy. It came out Bubby. Bubby? Bubby. That's my new nickname. You can yeah. call me Boyle. I think that's like an Irish slang. Boyle? Yeah. Weren't you saying that before? Like, a, Maybe this is in person when you were saying that for some reason. I used to say it a little bit when I, yeah. I watched. I forgot what I watched. But he would call people Boyle. I think it was, was like it a Blinders or something. No, I don't think oh. it was Peaky Blinders, or was it? No, I don't know. I heard it somewhere, and I just started seeing it for a little, just for like a minute. But um, what are you getting on the nose, dude? So I'm getting apple. I'm getting orange. I'm getting a lot of soft, citrus. fruity notes, citrus on there. Yeah, I'm definitely getting the fruity notes. I'm getting no oak. Oh, actually, I take that back. A very, 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 very soft oak on the oak on the nose. I'm getting a little bit of like almost like a chocolatey kind of. Like a chocolate raspberry. Something like that. Yeah, not dark chocolate, but with the fruit note in there still. If I'm thinking of chocolate, I'm thinking like a chocolate raspberry. Like a boysenberry uh, chocolate maybe... bar from Knott's Berry Farm. That's oh, what God, I'm not... getting. Oh, you're getting very specific now. Knott's Berry Farm boysenberry chocolate bar. Okay, I'm not getting that. I'm getting raspberry chocolate. Yeah, but that's good. Yeah, it's good, though. I, lo- I like the, the, the smell. It's definitely good. Should we go for a taste now? I don't see why we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me. I'm gonna go for my taste here. Oh, Petey. One thing I forgot to mention: 
is this is a 47.8% ABV. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you say PD? PD. I'm getting no peat on this. A little bit? None. For me, for me, no peat. It's got a good all. burn at the end, though. It's a nice one. It's not I like the higher it. ABVs I usually like, so maybe when we do the water drop, it might be a little bit of an issue. Yeah. But it has a nice, like you said, burn on it, uh-huh. but it's coated nicely. Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Keeping in mind, you're not a scotch guy. I'm not a scotch guy. Um, I don't know. There's something about scotch for me personally. That it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like I can't have too much of it because then I'll get a little bit like overwhelmed, maybe. Or maybe I'm just a little bitch. I, I'm going to go more of your little bitch, but what do you mean by overwhelmed with it? Like it's just like too much, like, uh, like it's a very powerful, like, flavor. It's very, it's very strong. Mm. So it's uh, for me personally. Again, the best whiskey is the whiskey you enjoy. Close enough. Mm-hmm. If you think this is strong, I can't wait till we get to the Ardbeg. Ardbeg, dude, that's P. If you want no, to talk about P, that's, that's Ardbeg, dude. It's not that and it's strong. Before. I just can't explain it. You know how there's like things you enjoy, but you could only have so much of it? Or like you could you could only take it in small increments or even like people like you can only see them a little bit like when you're with them a little bit. It's fine. But when you're uh-huh. with them for a long time, it's just like, OK, I've had enough. Yeah, like okay. kind of, I kind of feel like that with with like scotch. Like I enjoy it. But after a while, I'm like, OK, I, I think I want something else. I, I was good. It was good. But now I, I would like something different. So you're good with just a dram of scotch and then move on to something else opposed to having seconds. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Or maybe like different scotches instead of just one particular one mm-hmm. to change it up a little. But I just feel like, yeah, if I kept drink drinking this as good as it is, I would be like, all right, but I feel like I need something else. I feel like I need. But that's just me probably being biased towards what I like. True, because as we mentioned in the past, and listeners, if you if anyone is new on the podcast, you do not know this yet. I am the bourbon scotch guy. Eric is the Canadian Irish guy. So this is out of Eric's palate comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely uncomfortable. I can tell I can see you shaking. Uh-huh. Quivering. Quip. I have the quiv lip. <laughs> <laughs> The quiv lip, but no, I'm enjoying this. I I don't want to sound negative either. I, I um, and I could change my mind. It could, I could enjoy this and say, hey, pour me another one. Hey, pour me another one. And then by the time, you know, I realize that I could probably be enjoying the whole bottle. Um, it's just h- how I feel about it. But you know, it could you know, eventually, you know, grow on me and stuff like that. I think with this one here, it would probably grow on you because it's such a, a fruit forward light scotch yeah. um, opposed to something that's heavy impacting and I think as we we'll find out later on the podcast but as we drink more of this I think your the coating of your mouth is going to get acclimated to this scotch and I honestly believe you're mm-hmm. going to like it more and I say that understanding that you and I have different palates I understand yeah. that you know, but, since, but since this is the scotch that got me into scotch I think it's a good Maybe not necessarily entry level, but it's good, flavorful 
scotch yeah. to begin with. And you, and you might already have a point because um, I'm getting close to finishing it already. Dude, so save I'll, some for the water drop. I know. That's what I'm doing. Dude. Hey, chill. Are you finishing it, eh? Chill, dude. So, but yeah. Is, I, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, like, I'm, I think I'm enjoying it more than I think oh, right now, so, you know, so you, subconsciously. You don't, think, you don't think you know what you think you think you know, but you think you think you know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And if anyone is uh, curious as to what AJ is talking about, you can refer back to our Instagram with one of our animated videos. Where we're talking, we're discussing adding droplets to whiskey and how I didn't like it, then or how I did like it, then I didn't like it, and then I did like it after all. Mm-hmm. So, um, circle back to our Instagram to check that out. It's actually a funny clip, it's one of the few animated videos we have on there. But yeah, um, that's exactly it, AJ. And, um, you know, I think I might, I'm, I'm guessing that I'm going to also enjoy this with the water droplet. I, for some reason, I don't know why i feel that way but i feel like i will enjoy this as well maybe even more with the water droplet so i haven't done the water drop in this scotch before because i like it straight and i haven't adventured out yet Mm -hmm. um but before we get into the water and before we do our rating what notes on the palate are you getting because we haven't mentioned this on the nose but i'm getting strong vanilla on the palate oh yeah i got some vanilla in there um let me get one more taste Yeah, I'm getting the vanilla. I'm get, dude. I'm getting. I mean, obviously, this is what normal with, with Scotch whiskey. I'm getting a little bit, just a little bit of smokiness, just a tad. Okay. That hey, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. It's definitely not a peated Scotch, so I wouldn't say probably say peated. But mm-hmm. if you're getting a little bit of smoke, okay, I could I could maybe mm-hmm. see isn't that. Pe- isn't peated smoky? Peat it is smoky, but when I think of peat, I think of a totally different kind of smoke. And once we get into a peated scotch, you will understand the difference. Oh, okay. Because we've had other things in the past. Like, for example, I don't know if you've had it, but there's a campfire bourbon by uh, High West. Oh. And that has smoky notes to it, but it's not peat. Peat, oh. it's going to sound disgusting, bro. But when I here taste peat, I know, here it comes. When I taste peat, I think of gasoline. Oh, that's the kind of smoky burnt I'm getting when I have a pita scotch. When I have pita scotch, I make sure that that's my last whiskey that I'm going to have because it totally affects your taste buds. Mm. Where if you have something lighter or something different afterwards, your notes yeah. can be completely wrong. It totally destroys totally your taste up. buds, but in a good way. I see. Okay. I gotcha. This is, uh, this is new territory for me. So I'm probably saying a lot of stupid shit. But dude, there's no such thing as stupid shit. Only stupid people like you. That's all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. Before we do our rating, mm-hmm. <laughs> any Thank other you. notes you're getting on the palate? No, I think that's it. I got that vanilla. It, you know, I I feel like I'm if I'm thinking out loud again, I'm not getting uh and I'm not trying to downplay this or or this whiskey at all or the scotch at all, but I'm not getting as many different notes as I do with other things. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just sort of like a straight shooter. Like it's just like strictly like a couple of things and that's it. I don't know if that's something that is, um, you know, a part of sort of that uh, scotch world. But in this particular case, I just getting yeah, like that vanilla and then a little, little bit of that smokiness. And that's kind of it, dude. 
how can I say it? it's not like all scotches are like this. This one is pretty straightforward on the flare notes for me. Yeah. Um, I do get a little bit of that oak on the palate, more on the palate than the nose. I do get the vanilla on there. I do get a little bit, not full citrus, like the lemons type of citrus, but I do get a little bit of the orange citrus on the palate. And I get a very, very slight watered down caramel. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I guess I get, I get the citrus too. I didn't get caramel at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I see, I see, I feel you. I feel you. Um, well, I'm curious to know what the actual um, notes are, like what it says on their website or what they what they consider it to be, you know? Um, maybe I'll look that up real quick here. Let's see. While you're looking that up, um, I'll give my rating. Okay. I think this is a great scotch. It might be a little biased because it is the scotch that got me into scotch. Yes. And considering how good it is, maybe not it's maybe not as complex as a lot of whiskey that I do enjoy and give high ratings to, but I do enjoy the fruit forwardness of it. I do believe uh-huh. it is a sipper that I can have every single day. Okay. For me, I'm giving this one a high score. It's gonna be a high score. Oh boy, here we go. I am giving it a four point four. Biased. <laughs> like this i mentioned the, it could be a little biased one? no no not the double one. this is the regular no. single barrel 12 year oh, okay um you know you are being biased okay most definitely okay but um i T- can taking, see taking into account it's only a 60 dollar bottle yes i can see why you would rate it that high given your taste um but, you know, I personally would give it, mm, I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed it. I'd give it a solid four. Hey, that's a great score, man. So we both agree this is a great whiskey. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so, for sure. So, um, Brothers of the Dram average is a 4.2, bro. That's a great whiskey. That's Pick a great it whiskey. It's good. It's, it's, yeah. it's definitely, definitely good. Uh, I enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, it was great. And I'm seeing that a lot of the uh, notes, the finish is malty uh, with gentle waves of oak vanilla and subtle. Maybe that's what I'm confused, dude. Subtle spices. So maybe instead mm, of yeah. smoke, I'm getting spices. Yeah, I 100% on the spice notes on there. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I, I don't know why I didn't mention that earlier when we were talking about it, but yeah. Maybe that was your confusion when you were saying smoke. Mm-hmm. It's more of a spices on there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's for sure that was it. I think I'm I'm changing it from smoky to spicy. Um, but yeah, we were kind of on it on the nose, citrusy, uh, oak vanilla aromas, mm-hmm. spicy oak notes of ginger and cinnamon, apparently. But um, yeah, we were kind of close. I don't know where I got the caramel from, but I did get a little hint of caramel. Maybe I like caramel apples and I had one recently. So I was able to pull that note out because I had it actually yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could be completely wrong on what's listed as a note, but I did yeah. get a subtle caramel on there. That could be it. You know, it could be a subconscious thing. Maybe. Who knows? Should we water drop this sucker? We should. We shall. We right. shall. 20%. Make sure you're doing bro. 20%. Okay. Let's see here. Do you see my water dropper, dude? Yeah, that thing's fancy. 
<laughs> it's a hand-blown glass, dude. Oh. You ever watch that show, that uh, glass-blowing show on Netflix? I think it's awesome. Never heard of it, never seen it. Dude, you got to watch it. I binge watch it like crazy. I love it. It's so cool. Those people are magicians in like glass blowing. It's like incredible the stuff they do. You should watch it. it I'll put it on my list of all the other things you tell me to watch. Okay. Which, speaking of which, I still have not seen and I forgot what streaming service it was on. But you told mm-hmm. me to watch and we saw a little bit at your house. Me, myself, and Irene. Is that what oh. God, yes. Okay. Yes. What what streaming service was that on? I believe it's on Hulu. Hulu? Oh, I don't have Hulu. Never mind. For those of you who don't know, I am obsessed with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey raised me through through TV. Not not like the cable guy, but in the sense of where I gravitated towards him and I absorbed his comedy, his physical comedy, everything. I watched him in the Living Color. I watched all his movies. I was he was my full-on inspiration for being the hilarious man I am today. Because let's, <laughs> let's be honest, AJ, I'm funny. Okay, looking, looking. But yeah, me myself and Irene is his most underrated movie, and it's freaking hilarious, dude. It's like funny every time I watch it. It's funnier. Want to hear something weird? Mm. After I did the water, I nosed it. Mm-hmm. The first thing that came to mind on nosing it, and I stopped, stepped away. I don't know if you saw my face or not. I had a weird face. Mm-hmm. Nosed it again, and I got the same note again. Oh. Spaghetti with marinara sauce. What? Yeah. Spaghetti with marinara sauce? Yeah. I don't know. I, that's definitely not a note that anyone else will probably get. It's definitely not going to be a listed note, but... Mm-hmm. After okay. I had the water, and I still got a little bit right. I took a sip. I still had a, got a little bit on the nose again. Yeah, I'm getting spaghetti with marinara sauce. Nice. <laughs> so back in the day, back back in AJ's past life, uh, he used to uh-huh. be on a cigar podcast. Who's AJ? It's some random dude. Oh, you should meet him one day. He's a douche. But... He's a douche, but he, he's a cool guy. Um, not but really. He, but he used to be on a, on a cigar podcast, uh-huh. and one cigar I had tasted like fried chicken. Oh, sometimes I'll just pull out food notes out of nowhere and it makes absolutely no sense. I must be weird. But uh-huh. just like that, I got spaghetti and meatball- spaghetti and meatballs with marinara sauce on this one. Nice. Very nice. Um, I didn't get that. <laughs> I don't expect you to. Mm-mm. But um, I got a little bit more of the vanilla. Um, less spice. Mm-hmm. And. A little more of the citrusy, fruity taste. So it's it's delicious. It's really good. It's definitely good. And I think adding the water, it did smooth it out more, which mm-hmm, usually that's what happens with the water. It's smoother. I feel with the water, it's more of, I can pound this. Meaning, pound it. <laughs> clear the teeth, do the gums, watch out, Colin, because here it comes. Oh, boy. Oh my goodness, he just, for those of you who don't know, AJ just downed his entire Glen Karen. This man is on a mission. It's gone. Yeah, I, I, I saw, yeah. It's <laughs> in your belly. Well, luckily I have the bottle, so I'm just going to pour a little more. You know, you like scotch, and that went down, down in your belly. It did. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Anchorman. You're welcome. I love it when I can get a movie quote that you say. It doesn't happen often. Hardly ever. 
Hardly ever, but that one I know. But I'm going to say this. Back to the scotch. I love it by itself. I'm not saying you need to add water or anything. Uh-huh. But if for some reason it's punching a little stronger for you, even though it's only a 47, yeah. the water droplet, droplet brings out the fruitier notes more. It uh-huh. did take away from the spice that they were talking about. But I found yeah. it. Which is great because, like you said, if someone is like, oh, too spicy or uh, no, yeah. <clears throat> not my kind of thing. You can add the droplet and that will remove itself and you can enjoy the rest of the flavors. I found it more pleasurable with the water. I found it more pleasant. Not pleasurable? Just pleasant. Not pleasurable. I didn't really oh. get pleasure out of it, but oh. uh, I was uh, very pleasantly surprised and um, it was tasty. I liked mm-hmm. it. It was, uh, I'd probably give it a 4.1 on the, with the droplet. Okay. So going up a little bit more. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's very good. Um, so final call. We brothers of the dram are saying this is a great whiskey. If you see mm-hmm. Balvini 12 year, go pick it up. Put it on your bar. Enjoy it. Put it on your bar, everyone. Crack it open. Pour yourself a glass. Call a friend. Pour them a glass. And just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. What else? What else do you need in life? <laughs> Before we close it out, we need mm-hmm. to talk a little more about the Balvini. Yes. So, it's been a while since we've done this, brother. It's uh-huh. been a while. It's it has been a while. It's that time for... And cue the sound. Whiskey history, whiskey history, whiskey history with Eric. And today... <laughs> We're going to discuss, though we're short on time, I feel like I, I need to kind of run through this real quick. So I'm going to go through this real quick, and I'm going to talk about something else that I really think is cool that they have, okay? Okay. So let's start with 1882, when William Grant builds the Belvini Distiller in an abandoned Belvini New House. We skip over about 11 years to 1893, and the whiskey production begins at the distillery on May 1st, is when they start production. In 1923, William Grant passes away, and his son John begins the first expansion of the distillery. Jump into 1929, the original malting are replaced with traditional malting floor that they still use today. And I don't know what original malting means compared to malting floor. I know they just like lay it out in a warehouse on the floor and just, I don't know, like scoop it up and do do whatever they do with it. I don't know what original malting oh the original maltings are replaced yeah with the traditional malting floor so i don't know what that means do you no clue moving on okay well let's jump to 1962 because here in 1962 62 david 62 uh david c stewart uh begins working with william grant and his sons at age 17 now keep that name in mind david stewart because um in 19 well we'll get to that later in 1971, the first official bottling of the Belvini single malt whiskey is released. In 1971, in 74, David C. Stewart, we mentioned him earlier, becomes the malt master of the Belvini and the fourth in the distillery's history. So in 1983, Mr. Stewart uh, first experiments with maturing Belvini into two different wood types in succession what would later be called finishing, and first bottled as the Belvini Classic. 
Ooh. Jumped in 1987, the Belvini is released as a 50-year-old whiskey, one of the industry's first bottling of such great age. And in 1993, the Belvini is relaunched on the occasion of the distillery's centenary in the three iterations. So the Founders Reserve, aged 10 years, the Doublewood, aged 12 years, and the Single Barrel, aged 15 years. That was in 1993. Jump up into 2004 and david c stewart celebrates 30 years as the malt master and uh the belvini aged 30 years is launched oh so they made that in honor of him there's 30 years uh contributing to the company really cool um in 2010 the launch of ton 1401 the first of the ton range in which david c stewart selects some of his favorite rare casts from their oldest warehouses then marries them in a ton and I don't know what a ton is, T-U-N, AJ. Are you familiar with that? Ton of weight, not spelled differently, but I have no clue. So, yeah, ton, T-U-N, 1509 replaces the 1401 after nine batches of the latter. So it's probably some really, like, top of the line, like, very hard to get stuff. But, um, yeah, in 2019, let's jump to 2019, they launch uh, stories, uh, whiskey expressions that celebrate Stories of character, craft, and human endeavor. So uh, in 2021, the Rare Marriages range pays tribute to David's dedication to designing and building exceptional flavor through the marriage of rare caskets. And that's where we are today. So I think, I believe David Stewart has really, you know, started at the bottom and now he's here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Really contributed. (laughs) You know, starting at age 17, you know, um, really contributed to this company. And I believe he still does. I think he took the new current um, malt master under his wing and um, showed her, I guess, the ropes. And now she's the leading um, malt master. And her name is um, Kelsey. Oh, boy, I'm going to McKenchney. Kelsey McKenchney. So she's now the um, the master. And she looks like she's uh, probably maybe in her, I don't want to say age. She's younger. Yeah, probably don't say age. She's younger. And it looks like she's taking the rope and kind of like, you know, uh, David Stewart took her under his wings because he's been in the company for 60 years, I think now. So, um, you know, she kind of stepped in and kind of took over that role. What, but year did, what year did she take over? Um, she took over in 2014 is when she joined the team. 2014, and usually their barrels are aged no less, if, unless I'm wrong, no less. The bottles are aged no less than 12 years. So yeah. we have not seen her bottles yet. Not yet. I know. Actually, I think she's been there for since 2014. But in two, this year... Um, he Stewart actually stepped down or stepped into a role of honorary ambassador uh, and former malt master. So he handed over the title to uh, Kelsey this year. Oh, okay. That pretty much does it for the history. But there's one thing I did want to cover, and that's um, something that I thought was really interesting. That Belvini, it's I don't know if it's like a philosophy or something they they. Um, they sort of take into consideration for their whiskey, and it's called the Five Rare Crafts. Have you heard of that, AJ? No, I have not. Is that towards Balvini specifically or towards all whiskey? 
I believe it's towards Balvini specifically. So it's kind of okay. like their um, sort of like their way of going about their business. So they have these five like philosophies, I guess that that they um, they take serious. So um, I don't I don't know if it's philosophies. It's more just you know just five things, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the first one being homegrown barley. So their their barley is homegrown and it's grown the way it's always grown in that area. So they take uh, lots of pride in that, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. And then the second is their um, craft of uh, cooperage. So it's basically these craftsmen who take care of, you know, the barrels, the butts, you know, the hogsheads and the puncheons. So they're the handyman who who the handyman who deal with the barrels and the wood and, and take care of this in a, in a form of, of craft craftsmanship, which I think is is really cool, especially because, you know, I'm into the woodworking and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's just about the hand skills and stuff like that and how they prepare you know, the the, um, the whiskey barrels and things like that, which is pretty cool. And then the third thing is the malting floor. So again, I didn't really get enough time to understand what the malting floor is, but they have people, they're called malt men. So they turn the malt by hand on the floor. I don't know why it's on the floor, but you know, they're, they come with shovels and they uh, they turn the uh the malted barley by hand so they mm. take that uh into consideration and i think they're take a lot of pride in that which is pretty cool and then um the other thing being the copper stills so you know the again the people who prepare who repair who build um the stills um they take pride in those those workers as well because um, you know they're coppersmiths and they're essential um, to the Belvini, to Belvini's character. So um, that's like the fourth sort of um, I don't even know what to say step, not a step, but it's the four the fourth pillar, I guess, of Belvini that they really um, you know pay a lot of importance to, and and there's a lot of attention to detail with these things. So you know they're coppersmiths is another one, and then finally their malt masters so they you know obviously oversee the creation of all the whiskeys and you know they use their nose to maintain consistency of their whiskeys so malt master sounds like a a tough job because you got to mix in whiskeys from different barrels and be like okay this is good this is not good this is working this is not working and that's um kelsey's job current job um or responsibility um, so you have to have a really good, you know, attention to detail and a good nose. And it's an uh, impressive position to have because I don't know if I could do that. I'd be lost. But um, these people know what they're doing and they take pride in all that. So it made me really respect the Belvini brand uh, more so um, because I had no idea. I had nothing. I knew nothing about Belvini. Yeah. When it comes to the quality of Belvini and their scotch, it is pretty consistent. So for, like you mentioned, for them to be able to use their palate and to mix different barrels to get that consistency, that's something I would never be able to do. Mm -hmm. So she gets total credit for that because she does a great job. And uh, David did a great job as well with yeah. you know, producing such a great brand. And like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, this is what got me into scotch. So who knows, Eric, maybe 
you might be like, you know, what? I'm an Irish Canadian guy, but maybe I'm going to be an Irish Scotch guy now. Maybe. Thanks to Balvini. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, it sky's was it was very good. It, the sky's the limit. I'm still, you know, building my palate and getting accustomed to all of these different flavors I'm I'm tasting every every time we get together. So uh, maybe, maybe, man, who knows? Awesome, bro. That was some great whiskey history. We tasted the Balvini. We gave it a Brothers of the Dram rating of 4.2, which yeah. is a great whiskey. Mm-hmm. And before we close out this episode, Eric, anything else you want to add? No, dude, I think I'm good. This is a, a good episode. Very informative. Good whiskey. What more can I ask for? I'm good. All you can ask for is more whiskey. More, more. Shot, 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 Everybody. No. We're going to sip these, dude. We're uh, a little more mature than that, okay? We're gentlemen. We're gentlemen. Gentlemen. And scholars. Speaking of gentlemen, in the future, we have a, what's we call it? A bottle of scotch that has Uh the word gentleman in it. Oh. Maybe we'll be sampling it soon. Maybe. Who knows? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Listeners, if you don't already follow us, follow us on Instagram at Brothers of the Dram. If you're listening to this episode and you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. It helps us out tremendously. We love whiskey. We love sharing it with you. And with that said, that concludes today's episode. And thank you all for listening. Thank you, everyone. We'll catch you on the next one. Cheers. 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 You've been listening to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brothers of the Dram. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. On behalf of the crew, thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.